What's good, everybody? My name is Caleb. My name is Vante. We co-host the Don't Let It Consume You podcast. Tune in every Wednesday to hear us talk about various topics covering whatever it is that may be on our mind. We continue to be true to being a non-definitive experience as we continue to cover lots of ground. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, and also follow us on social media platforms at DLICY Podcast. As always, thanks for listening. What's good, good people? We're back after a week's absence. Sorry we couldn't get an episode out last week because we recorded an episode and I was cutting it and I didn't think it was that good. We could have done way better. I didn't think it, it didn't was... pass the network. I'm sorry, people. It didn't it... get past the network executives, aka Caleb. So it wasn't going up. <laughs> we didn't make as good as an episode as I thought we probably could have. So we just scrapped it. I still have the episode. So I might put it on the YouTube channel. Another one day. archive. <laughs> Another <laughs> archived episode. That's the second episode that we've had to archive. We have two lost, quote unquote, lost episodes that we could upload one day. Like we have yeah. a really early episode. It was like our second episode that we ever did that is like archived. I don't even have it. I don't know where the file is, <laughs> but lost, lost episodes, man. It's somewhere. But the one from last week, I still have because I'd never finished cutting it. I cut it like halfway through and I was like, nah, this isn't it. So mm. we scrapped it. Just took a week off of an upload. So we are back this week. We got some pretty good content to go over this week. Yes, sir. And quick tidbit before I get, before we get into you know our intro stuff, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw that ex-CEO Papa John is trying to get the N-word out of his vocabulary. He's like, yeah, I've been trying to get the N-word out of my vocabulary for the last few months and few years, treating it like like it's an ACL injury, bro. Like, I feel like it's not that hard just to not say it. Like, this man is an N-word rehab, bro. How so that means so that means that he like 100% grew up saying it and everything, and now he's just trying to. How do how do you get rid of a word from your vocabulary? Like, you just like. What do you have I mean, to do for that? I feel like it's not hard, but I feel like you should just like stop saying it. Is <laughs> I feel it, like it's it, that simple. Okay. Is it like like uh is it like not thinking about your ex? Is that how people treat it? Like you just don't think about her so they like don't exist or I don't know, because it obviously it exists, but at the same time, I feel like right, if he wants to stop but, saying it, then he just needs to stop saying like, it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I feel like it's not hard. I don't know, man. I don't know how you separate from a word, but like he's supposed to be even using it in the first place. Like this is not an ACL injury, bro. You did not tear your ACL. Like you can just stop saying the N-word. I feel like there should be no rehab process for saying the N-word with a hard R, especially. Uh, yeah, he did say with a hard R too. So he came nah. to my school not too long ago bro and people were taking pictures with them feel like it's not anybody who i would rush to take a picture with like hey papa john let me get a picture no unless they put it up for like meme uh type like quality photos anyway like i said we didn't upload an episode last week so a lot of stuff can happen in two weeks a lot of stuff has happened in the last couple weeks but at the same time it's just been like school and work type stuff what's been going on with you bro how we feeling shit has been popping off but not like really really popping off so first of all so my guy from the national guard my guy Jawan, just came home today i thought this dude was in california and florida 
because he's he's uh working at a prison because when his uh when his mom told me that he's in miami apparently that's the name of the prison is like miami something so i thought <laughs> so i thought he was in florida or out of state so that kind of reminds me i don't know if you've seen the movie jojo rabbit it kind of reminds me of a scene where i can't even remember the character's name but it was sam rockwell and he wanted german shepherds like the dogs but instead they brought him german shepherds like people like actual german shepherds <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes in like any movie all time bro anyway but nah he's cleaning out his room he's still on orders and so he he got to check in i don't usually well he doesn't check in with me we try to check in with him but that dude is mia and changes his phone number every two seconds but shout out my guy juan and yeah i mean it's just been kind of i've been waiting for this day specifically because today was a nice day 66 degrees amen me and my co-worker we actually went on manan trail rode our bikes it was a nice day like on a night like it's been it's been a it's been a nice day yeah today was pretty nice honestly today was one of those days where you kind of look back in a few years like it wasn't a day that necessarily stood out but you kind of right because it's supposed to it's supposed to like rain like all for like a whole week it's supposed to like rain after this so today was one of those days that didn't necessarily stand out but it was so nice that you'll think back to this time in a couple years like you know springtime senior year college that was a good time you know, it wasn't anything crazy, but it was just a time where I was content. Yeah. But I don't know. Things recently have been pretty busy for me. This is another busy week. Last week was hella busy, but, you know, we just pushing through it, man. It's nothing that I can't handle. Had a pretty big interview uh, last week, so I'll most likely be hearing from them either at the end of this week or next week which will be uh, very nerve-wracking. I also got some pretty good news. I got into grad school here, so we'll see what I do with that decision. But I wasn't really surprised because I have a lot of connections here at my school, and I've had a pretty good college career so far, so I wasn't really surprised. But the other school I'm applying at, I'm not going to say the name because I'm really not trying to jinx it. Mm. That's like cream of the crop. So if I get in there, even if I don't go there, I'll just be proud of myself for getting in, honestly. But yeah, really, that's what's been going on with me pretty recently. But it's March, mm-hmm. which means March Madness is coming up pretty soon. I've been watching a lot of college basketball recently. It's been a lot of good games. It was championship week for a few conferences uh, this past week. I watched a couple of championship games. I saw the Loyola Chicago game uh, yesterday, and I think they might make another deep run like they did a few years ago but i'm really excited for it this year it's going to be in indy which is cool i don't know how they're going to do the arrangements considering there are going to be so many teams but i'm definitely excited for march madness this year really more than i have in a while just because there are a lot of the blue blood schools and the really good teams that aren't as good as they usually are Mm -hmm. so i feel like there might be a team that comes out on top that we would have never expected to so I'm really excited to get into March Madness this year. Definitely going to be making a few brackets. I, I make at least like five brackets every year. Most of now, them are- Do you are, put money on these brackets or are you just making them for fun? I have before. So usually when I make brackets, I'll do it on like uh, ESPN because they have a tournament challenge every single year. I've been doing that since I was like nine. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and it's it's fun and it's always a fun way to just you know keep up with all the games i don't think anyone has ever had a perfect bracket on espn tournament challenge but there have been people who have come really close and a lot of the years i've gotten the champions right just because you know some teams are just way more dominant than others usually whoever wins the championship is going to be a one through four seed I think that might change this year, but in the past, it hasn't been too hard to choose the champions. It's literally just like round of 64, 32, uh, Sweet 16, Elite Eight. Those are where people usually mess up at. A lot of people usually get the champions right. It's just literally just everything else where people kind of get confused, but that's part of the fun of it. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely excited to get right. into that. I feel that. You feeling out any brackets this year, bro? But we can have a don't let it consume you a bracket challenge. No. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time in school where we actually did it like as a class, but I personally have never really filled out brackets for it just because it's the ultimate disaster. And I don't know what though. I yeah I, like I feel that and that's what makes me want to get into it but I'm also not into college basketball like at all so like that's so it's kind of I mean, like should I do it should I do it just for like the fun of it and then just you know see what happens with it which is what I want to do but at the same time I'm like I'm not going to be watching these games I don't know anything about these teams but see and, like the tournament is a really good chance for NBA fans to get into college basketball because this is where people who you're going to see in the draft in a few months are going to be playing at in their last college games. So because I'm a person who usually watches the college season all the way through. There were a few years where I kind of drifted away from college basketball, but a few years ago I got back into it a lot because I used to have a team that I rooted for. I used to be the biggest Purdue basketball fan in the world. Mm-hmm. And after we became kind of mediocre, I kind of just you know, drifted away. But in the last few years or so, really ever since I've gotten into college is when I got back into college basketball. And mm-hmm. college basketball is so fun and so entertaining because so many things can happen. So many swings can happen throughout a season. And, you know, in the tournament, you get to see some of the best players that are about to go into the league play their best basketball. I think one of my favorite tournament runs for the last few years was uh, the Duke run with Zion and RJ Barrett and uh, Cam Reddish. That was a really fun team to watch. They didn't win the championship. They only made it to the Elite Eight, but watching Zion just tear it up in the tournament was something to see. That Like Zion's only college season was something that you tell your kids about. So mm-hmm. I definitely think for anybody who doesn't, who or who isn't typically in the college basketball, this is a good time to get into it. No, definitely. Um, I'm probably going to have to uh, do, do probably a little bit more research before I fill out a bracket. I was thinking about doing it really, I was thinking about doing like either like one or two for maybe, you know, a tournament, but then like doing like some others just for the hell of it, just to see. I don't know. I've thought about doing like a, just like a random machine, just picking just like random teams, just randomizing everything just to see how close the bracket gets and everything. But low key people are better off doing that because if you analyze it too much, you're guaranteed to not have a good bracket. Because usually when I make maybe one of the five brackets that I usually make, there's always one bracket that I take super seriously and look at the matchups. And I'm just like, oh, well they have these players that, 
well, typically play better against these type of players. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, oh, well, they already played each other during the season and they won twice. So I don't know. Sometimes I'm a little too analytical when it comes to the tournament. And usually it works better if you don't, because it's usually the people that don't know about basketball who have the best brackets. Mm-hmm. The majority of my brackets are just, you know, choosing who I think will win for the most part. But at the same time, there will always be upsets when it comes to right. the tournament. There has never been a, an NCAA tournament where there aren't a decent amount of upsets. So, and that's, you know, some of the fun parts of the tournament is that like you think all these big bad teams are going to just run through everybody and then they just lose. I think mm-hmm. one of the best teams I ever saw get upset was the 2015 Kentucky Wildcats. Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, Tyler Eulis, Willie Cauley-Stein, that team was really, really good. And they ended up losing to Wisconsin. And then the Wisconsin ended up losing the championship game to Duke. Mm. That was one of the best teams I ever saw that didn't win a championship. And seeing how far like players like Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker have come and just remember watching them in college for that year. Right. Yeah. For anybody who's getting into the tournament, I feel like we should do a podcast tournament challenge. <laughs> whoever has the best you know how many brackets we would have to look through <laughs> i mean if we do it on like some type of website type thing i feel like it wouldn't be that hard i wish i still had my uh web design abilities i would make oh, a website we could do because they have uh groups like bracket groups on espn i remember i did a few in high school so you oh, can yeah, join a group and everybody would be able to see everybody's brackets and they would have a leaderboard so you could see who has the best one. Mm. So I, feel like, it. I don't know. I feel like we should, we should consider it, bro. We'll consider it. Just to get into the finale a little bit. I mentioned it on our now scrapped episode, but we were thinking about having a playlist type music time capsule to where People would put not necessarily their favorite song, but one song song. that they couldn't live without for the rest of their life or something similar like that. We would put them into a playlist. Somehow we'll get people's stories if they want to give us a reason why they chose that specific song and then we can shout them out on the episode or something. Mm -hmm. And that would be a part of our finale. We haven't necessarily planned it all yet, but uh, that's definitely something that I feel like it would be cool to have because everybody would be part of something. It would kind of have a See, sense of you know, community. Yeah. And kind of define people's, you know, music taste, what they feel like is like, you know, most deserving to, uh, to only put one song into a time capsule. What song do you think deserves, you know, that recognition to be saved? I think people are going to choose a lot more recent as in 20... 10 to 2020 uh songs more than they would uh older songs you know we're young so i feel like that's around the time we started listening to music for real so and then i I had a couple people already who i've like you know thrown it around with they've chosen songs from like the 1970s 80s i don't know what song i would choose honestly I've been listening to a lot of older music recently. I don't think I would choose an older song. I might choose a song that I don't know what song I would choose. I would have to think about it because choosing one song is really hard. And that's kind of like a lot of pressure to put on somebody low key, but I feel like it could be fun. We'll reveal ours in the actual finale, but it's just something to ponder. 
and uh, think about. Yeah, something to ponder, something to raise, some engagement with the show. Our engagement has been pretty good the last few episodes, probably because of the engagement on TikTok. Our last TikTok got a lot of comments on it. Did you see it? I have not. I haven't been on TikTok in a minute. I posted when I said my top five MVP candidates. Mm -hmm. That one got like over 200 comments. And there were a bunch of people arguing in the comments. (laughs) (laughs) So. Oh, yeah. Usually when we raise debatable questions and topics like that we usually get a lot of engagement on tiktok i think we just got past uh ten thousand likes i think overall hey which is nice so definitely follow us on tiktok if you haven't it's the same as all of our social probably gonna get a lot of the submissions from tiktok if we post i hope so i think what i might do just to make our twitter look a little bit better be like here are the steps follow us on twitter because the link is going to be in like you know in our bio so like right. follow us on twitter and then dm us what your song would be or something like and that. if you, and if you want to give a reason why go ahead yeah and if you want to give us a reason why let us know and then we'll randomly pick i don't know how many reasons and then it'll give people a reason to listen to the show just so people can you know hear their reasoning for the for their song so absolutely we'll see what happens we'll get the details figure out in the next few days I don't know if we're going to give it a week to kind of marinate, get some submissions, and we'll just record the finale on this upcoming Monday and then upload it on a regular time on Wednesday, or we might give it an entire week and then just upload it the week after next. So we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. But to get into our first topic we have on the notes is this American Relief stuff, man. I'm getting Mm. kind of annoyed with it. Uh, it's taking yeah. a really long time. We should have been had a stimulus check. For That's one. true. What's funny to me is that apparently after, so for those who don't know, Senate passed the COVID-19 $1.9 trillion relief bill finally. Now it's going to the House of Representatives on Tuesday so they can look after the minute version so they can pass it. Apparently, they said that it could have took longer, but they was just kind of, I guess, fed up with each other to the point where they were just like, I guess, okaying and yes and everything. But I mean, even looking at it now, it's like, because the vote was 50 to 49. And the only reason that is, is because I think Senator from Alaska was at a funeral Uh, I think he had a family uh, emergency funeral that he had to go to. So that's the only reason it actually didn't come down to a 50, a possible 50, 50 vote and having the vice president Kamala Harris um, actually make the winning decision, which would have been interesting in the history books to see that. But um, there was not one Republican Senator that voted for this plan. And I think that's amazing. Uh, like, I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, I I, I kind of am. I like yeah, not are, one, not. not one. Like, I'm not surprised. Honestly, <laughs> like, if I'm being completely honest, I'm not surprised at all. Even with the minimum wage, bro. I feel like people just hate poor people. They hate poor people more than poverty yep. itself. Yeah, working. At McDonald's for like seven fifty an hour, that's not livable wage. 
like people shouldn't have to be working five days a week for seven dollars some people don't even work five days a week some people is six or seven for 750 an hour that's nothing right here that's me <laughs> that's nothing so i feel like you know this minimum wage thing bro we need to get on top of that i'm all for raising the minimum wage all yeah for. i i i would have been one of the first people to say that i don't think that the minimum wage was going to increase um especially not to 15 dollars. and for those who don't know yeah that vote did not go through that was denied like 58 to 42 but you know uh, biden's group is calling it a win technically because it he's only been in office 45 days but then again, it shouldn't have took 45 days to, it should, should have been for, done in like the first 30. But, you know, I guess credit to getting it done within the first two months. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even going to say congratulations, honestly. I really hope this man Biden can get it together. Yes, because it's, it's been a rocky start. We've, he had so many, start. so many promises that he was going to, that was going to benefit a lot of people. And, you know, it's only been 45 days. Could there have been moves made in this amount of time? Of course. It's been very slow. The bombing of Syria did not help either. Did not at all. Yeah, COVID, no, we, it's still around. It's, it's still here. Like people variants still coming out, <laughs> variants coming out left and right. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a whole mess. It's still a mess. Um, and of course we're going to talk about that part in the next topic, but um, how do we feel about the, the decrease from what was like supposed to be like 2000 to 1400? Uh would have rather been 2000 but even though a lot more people need more than that but i would have rather it be 2014. absolutely i think that's everybody but um because like 1400 dollars, bro that's like the majority of that would go towards one month of my rent like, i was about I to say that's rent and then i don't know about like utilities for those who are paying for utilities and stuff like that yeah so. i gotta pay utility usually my utilities isn't a crazy amount of money hmm. but fourteen hundred dollars so that's rent then my utilities then that's like not a lot of money to spend on other things <laughs> groceries maybe maybe save it for you know next month's rent pay it partially right but fourteen hundred bro that's yeah. it, it'll it'll make a difference for some people i i know that mm -hmm. like fourteen hundred dollars isn't nothing but that's a drop in the bucket exactly um there were some other benefits um that this bill has included but once again it does have to go back to the uh house of representatives to get a revote and that revote is tomorrow on tuesday so hopefully things go well stimulus checks start coming and hopefully you know you know save some people some stress yeah, we'll see what happens. I hope that everybody can get at least something because people are struggling out here, man. Like bad, bad, like really bad. No, I'm one of those people, but hope we get a move on. Most definitely. But speaking of moving on, in other news, 
some states are moving on from having mass mandates. In the news, there are five states, North Dakota, Montana, Iowa, Mississippi, and the biggest state of them all, Texas, are have slash will in their statewide mass mandates. How do we how how are we feeling about this? Is this a right move? Wrong move. Of course it's the wrong move. Tell me why it's it's the wrong move. 100 percent 110 percent wrong move, bro. (laughs) This virus is still here. I I know it's warm outside, but the the virus isn't, isn't gonna go away. We had the virus all summer. I feel like we had a whole summer of experience of this virus to know that just because it feels nice outside does not mean that this virus is just gonna go away all of a sudden. Yeah, I feel like people people are like, yeah, we're one year removed from Corona and you know we got a vaccine and everything. And I'm like, well, most people ain't even vaccinated, first of all. I think exactly. I, I read something, I don't I can't really quote it, but I think like, Eight percent of people in Texas are even like have gotten a shot. So like I don't know why they would just be like, yeah, you know what, we're gonna in mass mandates, and it's not just mass mandates. They're allowing some. Well, Texas and Mississippi are allowing some businesses to open at full capacity. Yeah. This, of course, is not according to cdc guides and stuff like that so i don't know of course know. It, of course it's texas like that's that was my first reaction it was like it had to either be it was either going to be florida texas or texas or florida. <laughs> but florida along florida with never, like 10 yeah, other florida states never they had never like, had a mass mandate in the first place because yeah i don't know if you saw but there was a mexican restaurant in texas who will still require people to wear masks inside the restaurant Mm-hmm. even though the mandates will be ending absolutely, and people were threatening to call ice on them do you know how childish you have to be to be mad and call ice on a restaurant hey, because restaurant? <laughs> they want you to be safe like oh, imagine being goodness. mad because somebody wants you to be safe it's their business first of all and like, yeah it, it's like, their business they can it, it, it is open to the business owners, by the way. It's like they can choose whether they want to like open or do this. So it's up to business owners now. It's up to humans. And if they don't want to open their, you know, doors full capacity and they still say wear a mask, then you just got to follow that. If you don't exactly. like it, go to if a different food, restaurant. If you want that food bad enough, you better put on a mask before you walk into that. If building. Chick-fil-A wanted me in a hazmat suit every time I went there, I'm getting a hazmat suit, bro. Like, it's not a problem. Like, that's what we do for quality, you know? Bro, literally wearing a mask is the smallest thing that anybody could do literally. with this pandemic. People act like children when it comes to wearing these masks. They want to be oppressed so bad if wearing the mask in public is the worst thing that has ever happened to you what does that say you have not had to face any type of struggles throughout your entire life but you draw the line because you don't want to wear a mask tragic for one that's so tone deaf in the first place and two it's literally like the least that you can do you it's not like you're out here having to save people from covid you're not a doctor you're not a nurse. It's it's immature for one. People make a really big deal out of it when it's the least that they could do to help, you know, in the pandemic. Right. It's not taking away your freedom that you have to wear a mask. It's literally the smallest thing. You still go out anyway. Just put on a mask while you do it. Exactly.
You don't even have to wear it like 24 hours. Like you just wear exactly. it inside just the business and then just that's it. it. Just wear it to wherever you're going and then just you can take it off. Take it off in the like, car, bro. Like take it off in your car. All you have gracious. to do is wear it whenever you go inside somebody's building that says they need to have masks on. And like, then when you leave hard. and you go home, take it off. It's not like you have to wear it 24 hours house. a day. You don't have to wear it in your house. Like if that's your house, do what you want. But can't trust the fam. <laughs> if you are going into a business and they say that you have to wear a mask because they want to keep you and other people safe, I don't think that you should make a big deal out of it. It's not taking away your freedom. Freedom to what? Like what? <laughs> like my what oxygen. Oh my goodness. Like freedom to what? Nothing bad has happened to you your entire life. But when somebody wants you to wear a mask to keep you and other people safe, you throw a tantrum. It's insane. When Texas opens up and there are certain businesses that aren't going to require people to wear masks, the retail workers and the people who work there are going to get the worst of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, because, yeah, that's going to be such a conflict of interest. It's going to be like, please, sir, wear a mask. I don't have to wear a mask. State doesn't mandate it. This business mandates it. I don't give a damn what your business mandate. Like, I can already see it happening. It's I can so, already see the fights. It's so irresponsible that, for one, that Texas is doing this and the other states who are doing this and the ones who haven't done a mandate at all. But... I saw a video on TikTok the other day and it was this guy working at some store. I'm not sure which store it was, but he asked somebody who was checking out to wear a mask and he was with his wife and I believe they identified as the little girl with them as their granddaughter. And this dude starts spitting out racial slurs because I think the guy who was working was um, Mexican. He started yelling out racial slurs toward him. He started yelling, causing a fit. And the managers came up, they were like, you need to wear a mask. And he was like, no, I have, you know, my rights. You can look at what this website says. And I'm just like, bro, it's the least you can do. You're setting a bad example for this little kid that you have with you. Bigots, man. Like when this little girl grows up and she thinks of her granddad, this is going to be one of those moments that she thinks back to. You really want to leave that last impression in your granddaughter's head? So it's just shows a lot of people's you know true colors Colors, immaturity and it's something that i can never ever see myself making a big deal out of people with health conditions putting on masks but people who live and breathe normally can't it's crazy It's, it's a crazy world it really is i don't know like can we trust business owners like the one in texas to like you know be safe on their own or can we trust people to be safe on their own without man uh mass mandates no i'm gonna say that right now not at all it's not gonna end well i don't think i don't no, think no. you know lifting these mandates are gonna age well at all those numbers are gonna go right back up especially down south in those states that didn't have any uh mandates and the ones that are lifting theirs What's funny is that I was at work. Um, this was like, I think this was like a week ago. I was at work and there were these two dudes that pulled up in a truck, like right in front of the store. And one dude, well, they both got out. They came to the door. One dude had his mask in his pocket. He pulled it out. Other dude was like, oh yeah, I forgot mine. 
he took two steps towards his truck and then he just went in our store without a mask and i i thought that was just that was just great just his man was just like i don't care about these people i don't care about my friend i'm gonna just go in there i stand away from like the register by the way like i i, I will make people feel uncomfortable if you come in my store you don't wear a mask i will make you feel uncomfortable i'll do the same thing <laughs> like that's... i feel like we just went on a tangent oh no we definitely did <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we just went on a tangent for anti-maskers and i don't care <laughs> this is officially an anti-mask slander podcast so speaking of things that affect or that it's covid related we had a all-star weekend ladies and gentlemen Um, yes we did it was all-star weekend it was all-star day for the fans but for the players it was all-star weekend right and it was interesting because you know there was a mini bubble type scenario going on in atlanta and i thought it worked decent enough because there were no positive COVID tests that came from the bubble. Right. But at the same time, I feel like it could have gone without, you know, we said this at a, co- a couple episodes ago, you know, just give the players their all-star accolade, you know, give them that break and then just move on to the second half of the season. Yeah. For those who watched it, or at least in my opinion, it looked like a lot of them didn't really want to be there they didn't look like they were excited to be there lebron barely played last <laughs> <laughs> what's that what's also sad is that joel Embiid and ben simmons was pulled from the event hours before it started because they came in contact with a barber who had COVID 19 would you risk uh COVID for a fade for <laughs> i knew you'd go ask <laughs> i mean like <sighs> I mean, like, how, like, am I, like, rough, rough? Like, do I not have, like, a hairline rough? See, my thing, when I go to the barbershop, everybody's wearing masks. Like, my barber, he's always wearing a mask. Because for a while, the shop was closed. I texted him during the summer, and I was like, this has been rough. I need a cut. Like, are y'all open? He said, yeah, we just opened the other day. Some barbers was doing home visits. (laughs) And I was like, all right. Yeah, some barbers were doing home visits. It was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that kind of reminds me of the uh, that episode of Atlanta when Bibby was cutting Paperboy's hair mm. and he was chasing him around <laughs> the city or whatever. It was funny. But I, I don't know if I would risk getting a fade All-Star weekend while I know that these are the most important players in the league without a mask. I'll go get a haircut with my mask on. And if my barber's wearing a mask, that's fine. Like that's I've gotten ma- I've gotten haircuts with my mask on. They just kind of mo- they'll move it for like a minute, or they'll tell you to cover it, and then like they'll like do behind your ears, and then you, they just you just put it back on. Exactly, that's how my barber is. If Embiid and Simmons, if they just got their haircut like that, like cool, nobody has a problem. But the fact that nobody was wearing a mask, you kind of it, it kept them out of the All Star game. So yeah, it it was kind of tragic because because i i watched the recap i didn't watch like the entire game i like watched highlights and recaps team lebron dominated the first half right and then it was kind of close in the third quarter but team lebron just kind of ran away with it in the fourth but the skills competition i gotta give a shout out to my guy domas man my boy i called it before the i was tweeting on my burner i was like bonus is going to win the skills challenge tonight he was warmed up 
it's all because my guy Luca got nerves, bro. That's the only reason why uh, Sabonis won. Although Sabonis was he got nerves, bro. Like, but Sabonis was has been there before. Both Sabonis and Luca are two-time All Stars. They've both been there before, so it's not like just when when he was doing that skills challenge, it just wasn't. It just wasn't. But yeah, my boy Sabonis putting on for the Pacers. I like Sabonis, but like happy to see him get his second All Star nod. Got him a skills challenge win, and then the three point contest. That was probably mm. the most entertaining yeah it's probably the exciting the actual game mike conley has steph curry on his heels man i I low-key wanted mike to win i'm not even gonna lie i did nah i I, chef curry was gonna come in even the announcers was like this ain't fair this this ain't fair they were like he's curry second steph curry shouldn't be allowed to (laughs) to be playing in this contest like we all knew that stuff was probably gonna win, but I kind of wanted yes. Mike to to knock him off because he nah. already won a three point contest before. We know nah. what Steph does, but nah, I, d- I definitely he's one of the most. He's like top five, if not number one, most exciting players to just you know watch and see ball. And I just watched him hit three after three after three, and it did come to the last two shots now. But yeah, of course, literally, if he would have missed the last one, he would have lost. It, but literally, it's it's Stephen Curry, the greatest shooter. And for those who doubt that he's the greatest shooter of all time, just go watch. Well, not that, but just go watch the game. Because, oh, my goodness, what he was doing in the game. Bro, him and Dave. Dame especially, dude. Let me tell you, half court. <laughs> let me tell you, oh my, salivating him at and, the mouth of Damian, Damian Lillard. Could you imagine Damian Lillard and Steph Curry on the same team? I know a lot of people was like LeBron and uh Curry, but oh my goodness, Damian game, Lillard and after the game, Steph tweeted out, "Shout out to Dame." You know, we were like shooting bombs or whatever. And then Dame tweeted him back. He was like, let's do that in a real game. Imagine if they did that in a Warriors and Blazers game. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, especially from Dame, because Dame, he'll pull up from near half court in a game. Oh, so no. Steph, uh, yeah. But Dame does that more frequently than Steph does. So next time the Blazers play the, the Warriors, I'm going to definitely be tuned in, especially uh, if it's man. nationally televised on like TNT or ESPN. Don't so, break the internet damn near. And people are going to be expecting it, too, especially since they said that last night. (laughs) But overall, All-Star weekend slash All-Star day, it wasn't terrible. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I enjoyed the game. That's probably what I enjoyed the most. The game wasn't that bad, even though it wasn't necessarily close. But there were a few highlights. Uh, Chris Paul, second year in a row that he got a dunk for one. This man dunked in the, in the All-Star game two years in a row. I remember last year, I was like, okay, Chris Paul, then he does it again this year. I'm like, Chris Paul still got a little bit of hops in them legs. but And it was like a weird secret because Chris Paul threw an alley-oop to Dame. Right. And Steph got a dunk. And then he hung on the rim. <laughs> yeah. And then Chris Paul got a dunk. Like, I, Didn't crazy. he almost miss his dunk too, though? Yeah, Chris Paul almost missed. But so, it was probably three of the four least likeliest players to dunk in the all-star game it was like those three and then Jokic are like, like the, the, po- <laughs> four, the four least likeliest players to dunk in the game they were like the point guards out here <laughs> <laughs> literally the three smallest players on the court out here dunking but oh, that was really cool see overall the game wasn't it wasn't terrible 
Steph and Dame had a lot of highlights. It was fun watching Team LeBron because they, they looked like they were energetic. And, of course, like I said, Steph's one of the most exciting players. Dame, of course, being Dame. I, I think the most excited player that was actually there was Giannis. And, of course, we got to talk about the night that Giannis had. First of all, See, winning. Giannis, every time – like, he only shot three threes, but – <laughs> because I look at, because I didn't want him to miss. I wanted him to be perfect from the field. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But every time he he put up a three, I was like, okay, Giannis, because he put one in the first half where he was like fading away from the corner. But there was one that he shot near the end of the uh, second quarter, where he I forgot who was contesting it, but he banked that boy in, and I was like, okay, Giannis, you out here? You know, like I see you, I see you. Okay. He ended up going what 16 for 16 from the field didn't miss a shot got him the all-star mvp to add to his to his accolades so now he's pretty much won everything else he just needs a ring exactly he has pretty much all the big accolades except for an nba championship and a finals mvp i don't know if it'll happen this year with, with brooklyn in the way in the east mm-hmm but I still think they, I still, I still think they have a decent chance to come out of the East. I would have them second behind Brooklyn, Brooklyn and Philly. I would, actually, I would have them probably behind Philly. So I, I think say, they probably have the third best chance of coming out of the East. But uh, we'll see what, see if Giannis carries this momentum into the second half of the season. Should we count this? Should we count the Kobe Bryant MVP as him winning three MVPs in a no. <laughs> in a row? I, I feel like, that's like a, there's a technicality there. Like, like it's a it's a great accolade. It's a great award to win All Star MVP. A lot of the greats have won that award, but I was gonna say because like he doesn't seem like he he doesn't seem like he'll win MVP this year. But like, he probably won't win it. He has a chance to win another one. It just probably won't happen this year. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. But consecutive, technically, this is his third consecutive. Uh, nah, we did, we not count. It's a great award to have. It's, a, it's an asterisk. <laughs> it's a... But nah, he he's got a lot of a lot more work to do. What did you think about the dunk contest? Did you see it? Yes, and Loki, it was uh, I, like I'm all for you know anything supporting the Portland Trailblazers, but that was a bad pick. Uh, Ephraim Simmons should not see my boy Cassius Stanley's first dunk should have got a 50. I don't know why the judges just was on some shit snubbed him out of his 50 because that first dunk was one of the most perfect dunks I've ever seen on a first try. Like, I don't know. I I look, he got hype after I saw that. I knew Cassius Stanley could jump. You know, I watched him at Duke last year, and then in the couple games that he's played with us, he hasn't had a dunk yet, but I knew he had bunnies. So, I don't know. I thought he got snubbed out of a 50. I didn't really expect him to, you know, win. I wanted him to win, but I didn't expect him to win because I knew Obi Toppin was pretty good. But I honestly didn't know Anthony could get up like that because he's not a dunker, or an in-game dunker at least. And I was surprised to see him get the dub, but he had a couple good dunks. I think the... The one where he was trying to like kiss the rim, that was okay. Yeah. And the one where he had the dunk or he had the ball on like that platform thing at the top of the, the yeah. square. And then he just, yeah. And he grabbed it. Like he went up and got that one. That was impressive. It wasn't a, a good dunk contest type of dunk, but that was a good show of how athletic and how high he could jump. Right. Exactly. But I, I think Anthony Simons, he had a good, 
he had good dunks, but they weren't good dunk contest dunks, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel that. But uh, Obi Toppin, he probably had my favorite dunk when he he like bounced it off the ground and then he caught it between his legs and he dunked it. That was really impressive. That, that was, was low-key one of my favorite dunks from the entire thing. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, it was pretty much a dud of a dunk contest. There hasn't been a truly, truly great dunk contest since Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon a couple years ago. Last year was decent. Aaron Gordon should have won. I know a lot of people are still upset about that. But with that being said, man, we're back with these album recommendations. I chose a pretty new album. You know, it came out in the last couple months or so. But uh, you have an album that's been out for not too long, but, you know, it's about a year old, so... My album recommendation for this week is actually kind of an odd one. Um, it's actually Music to be Murdered by, by um, one of the goats, Eminem. Also, before you get into this album, I think that out of every rapper that we consider to be great, Eminem has the worst discography out of all of them. I would not like debate you on that. So you agree? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty hard. I mean, when you think of people who consider the goats, like it's a pretty hard to say that one of those like has like a worse discography. Like, I'm not an Eminem fan, so I'm not gonna be like, oh no, Eminem, he has this and he has that. Like, I'm not gonna be that person. But I feel like we should have more conversations about entire discographies because Eminem, even though he's considered one of the greatest ever. His discography is probably the most inconsistent. That uh, that is true, but but my album recommendation is "Music to Be Murdered by" by Eminem, an album that I thought was uh, I I think the general consensus is that it was okay. I mean, it wasn't phenomenal, but it wasn't you know ass, <laughs> and I think that's honestly what we kind of expect from Eminem at this point. It's just we don't expect it to be ass like revival but and i know like some people are like oh revival wasn't as ass as people were saying it was it, it was terrible it's probably his worst album i think music to be murdered by when i heard it for the first time i i was excited um it was just basically him i was low-key more excited for deluxe more than the original but it, honestly Music to be murdered by can be defined as just basically Eminem acknowledging that he is considered the GOAT and he just is just rapping. He doesn't know what to do anymore. <laughs> he, he just wants to rap. And I know a lot of people would be like, call it quits. But honestly, man, may, hey, consistent number ones, by the way. So like, regardless of whether like he has the most trash discography, he's constantly had like 10 number ones. So like, <laughs> and I'm still listening to this album, by the way. So it's a pretty dope album by Eminem. It's not worse, but it's not like his greatest. So my album for this week is an album I actually listened to for the first time the other day. It is called Magic 8 Ball. I was looking for new music to listen to and I saw that he dropped and I was like, you know what, this is a good chance for you know me to kind of get into one of his projects. And it's not that long of a listen. I was kind of tight on time. So 
I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give it a listen. So first thoughts on it, really, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's a pretty simple R&B album. It's nothing that'll really pop out at you. It definitely has some gems on here. Brand New is really good. Every Time and Where You Go On Tonight are also really good songs. Those are probably the highlights of the project for me. I don't know if I would listen to it again. I probably will just to get more of a feel on it. And I'll probably like it more once I listen to it. It was a really solid project. Like I said, it's not a super long listen. So if you're looking for some R&B fix, you're looking for something short to listen to, I definitely recommend Magic 8 Ball by Magic Ayers. That's pretty much it for me. I'm just excited about this finale coming up. I'm excited about this this idea that we got bubbling up. I think a lot of people will like it and participate and hoping to get some participation in there and see what people would like to put. One song in a time capsule, I'm kind of excited about it. I gotta, I still have to think on mine because I haven't even made my decision. So, yeah, I gotta think on mine too. Honestly, it's it'll definitely be a weird choice. I don't know what I'm gonna choose. I don't even have an idea what I'm gonna choose yet, but it'll definitely be a fun thing to be a part of. I don't really have much to say to end the episode either. I just want to let the people know that. We're definitely looking forward to the finale. Hopefully we get some really good submissions. Hopefully we get some submissions is what I should say. And please like the YouTube video. I forgot to say at the beginning of the episode, happy International Women's Day. Also forgot to say that at the beginning of the episode. Shout out to all the great women in my life personally. And y'all are really, really important to me. And I hope I make it known to you. So yeah, that's it for me. If you enjoyed the episode, uh, definitely let us know in the comment section of the YouTube. If you made it this far, we really appreciate it. And we will see you next time.